0: This week, let's talk about simplicity. Now, simplicity can be a strategy. Simplicity can be your competitive advantage. It's just me and the mic, and this is episode 292 of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. This podcast is all about marketing your business and growing your business and for talking about all things finance. I'm Roger Edwards, a consultant, speaker and trainer from Edinburgh, helping you keep your marketing simple. Hello and welcome to the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Thank you as always for downloading or streaming the show. I really do appreciate you taking the time to plugging me and my guests into your earphones. As I said earlier though, this week it's just me and the mic and I want to talk about one of my favourite subjects, simplicity. But before we start talking about simplicity, a quick request. If you enjoy the Marketing and Finance podcast, please do consider buying my book. It's called Cats, Mats and Marketing Plans. It's all about how to put together a simple, there's that word again, a simple marketing strategy and to keep things simple as your business grows. You can buy it on Amazon as a paperback, as a Kindle or as a new hardback edition. I'd really appreciate your support and be most grateful for your purchase. If you're not into books, maybe you could leave a review on iTunes for the podcast. Simply go to rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash iTunes and that will take you to iTunes where you can leave a review. So let's talk about simplicity. Do you not find that so many things in the world these days are complicated So many businesses are complicated. If you look at those businesses, their products are complex. Their processes are complex. Their marketing is complex. I don't like complexity. I'm sure you, as a customer, don't like complexity. So why are so many things so complicated? And it doesn't seem to matter which industry either, does it? I've been on very complicated airline websites trying to book an airline ticket. And you know, you'll always get yourself into one of those catch-22 situations where you just don't seem to be able to get exactly what you want. I've been on very complicated insurance websites trying to buy a product from a financial services company. And those aforementioned financial services companies also have extremely complicated telephone systems. You know, those awful IVAs where you get faced with about 15 different options before before you get a chance to talk to a real human being. The truth is, simple is hard. That's why we're surrounded by complexity. Simple is hard. Steve Jobs is famous for saying this. Simple is harder than complex he said. And let's face it, he made a career out of trying to create simple product solutions and arguably has built one of the biggest and most profitable companies in the world by focusing on simplicity. I even talk about it in my book, Cats, Mats and Marketing Plans. In fact, here is a quote. Simple is harder to do. That's why so many things are complex. I often think that language is a good barometer for how complicated things are in a particular company. Now, as you know, I do a lot of work with companies in the financial services industry. And perhaps if you're listening to this, you are working in the financial services industry as well. What I'd like you to do just for a moment is to think about the language that you use in in your company, in your marketing, in your internal communications? Is it full of passive language? Is it full of complicated terminology? Is it full of jargon? Is it full of management speak? Is it full, dare I say it, of mumbo-jumbo and gobbledygook? The likelihood is that if your language is complicated, your products and your processes and your service are also complicated. And to be perfectly honest, I think that one of the first things that we can do to improve the situation, to introduce simplicity into a complicated business, is to start with the language. Am I correct in this assumption? If you have complicated language, is it reflected in your products, processes, and service? Are your products, processes, and services also complicated? Now, if you're a regular listener of the Marketing and Finance podcast, you'll know that I've been obsessed with keeping things simple for more or less my entire career. Simplicity is a core plank of my book, Cats, Mats and Marketing Plans. I spent a lot of time with my team over the years trying to cut out that complicated language, trying to make products simpler, trying to make processes simpler. But it's only recently that I've come across one article that absolutely summed up the whole problem we face and shone a spotlight on the potential solutions. It's a really great article, a very short article in Entrepreneur Magazine or Entrepreneur.com online. And it's written by a guy called Dave Garrett. I'm so grateful for Dave for writing this article because it really does sum up in my mind the importance of simplicity. And for the rest of the podcast, I really want to talk you through some of the key themes and some of the key reasons why things are complicated and the three main things that we can do to start focusing on simplicity. Now, the first thing that Dave mentions is a research project by a company called Siegel & Gale in 2021. They interviewed 15,000 consumers, so that's a pretty good sample size. And 76% of those consumers said that they prefer simplicity. In fact, they would be more likely to recommend a brand which embraced simplicity. That's a pretty high percentage The bottom line is, customers shy away from complexity. Customers don't like complexity. In fact, I say in my book, Cats, Mats and Marketing Plans, that complexity enrages customers, but simplicity engages them. And who is more likely to buy? The engaged or the enraged? I want to start by looking at the four reasons Dave mentions in his article as to why complexity can infiltrate a business. Now, I'll preface this by saying I've worked in established big corporates, but I've also worked in startups. Startups are a great opportunity to create something simple. And a lot of startups begin with that simple mentality. They want to engage the customers with a simple proposition, with simple processes and with simple service. But what happens is, if they are successful, if they start to grow, if they start to become more profitable, that's when the problems start. Because complexity starts to sneak up on them. It's almost like a silent infiltrator. Before they know it, they're creating complexity. They're becoming siloed. Some of those original ideas that they focus so strongly on to keep things simple start to be overruled. As companies grow, it's very hard to hold on to that simplicity, that ethos that they started with. Things become more complicated. Silos get produced. The company expands. New processes are added on top of existing processes. And before you know it, even though you might have the best intentions to retain simplicity, it becomes too hard to keep things simple. And you almost just bow down and let the complexity run rampant. So here are the four causes of complexity. The first one is called structural mitosis. Now what Dave is saying here is a steady amalgamation of structural changes or new organisational layers. This is when businesses grow. You create silos. You bring new people in from outside the organisation who maybe weren't there at the start, who maybe haven't got that simplicity ideal. And because they haven't got that simplicity ideal, they start to make changes. They start to add to the process. They start to add to the way things work. And that's when complexity starts to creep in. Secondly, product proliferation. Now, I've seen this many times in financial services companies, especially. You create a product following year, you add to that product in order to keep competitive advantage. You might keep adding new features so that you can continue to appear high up on industry comparison tables. The problem is every time you add something, it makes the product more complicated. And then the following year, you might launch a completely different product. But what you don't do is withdraw the old one. Financial services in particular have a real inbuilt resistance to removing existing products and that means the product line expands. More products, more complexity. The third problem is process evolution. I guess this is the same as product proliferation, but with regard to processes, obviously. Again, processes added on top of processes. Other processes added on top of processes with the intention of simplifying them, but with the actual consequence of complicating them. And fourthly, managerial habits. Again, perhaps unintentional, but senior leaders often create unnecessary work which persists over time. I remember back as a young marketing assistant, every month in the marketing department, we had to put together a gigantic monthly report for the marketing director so that he could take that to the C-suite. It took an absolute massive amount of work to produce that report And I know for certain, because I did go to some of those C-suite meetings, I know for certain that they just quickly leafed through it. It was very rarely read in detail. And yet that process has been set in place. Nobody questioned it. Nobody asked whether it was valuable. We just did it. Now, that's not complexity per se, but it's an example of how something can become embedded without actually adding any value. Finally, Somebody had the guts and they did need the guts to say, do you really need this massive report every month, which you don't actually use? And of course, the answer was no. And we stopped doing it. And it freed up so much time that we could then use to focus on something much more valuable for growing the business. Do any of those reasons for complexity resonate with you? Here's another example. One of the main reasons why marketing language in big corporates is so complicated is because often the sign-off group is just too big. They have people from all over the company, from different departments, all of whom seem to have a say in the words used in the literature or on the website. And what happens is that the marketing department creates something that might be nicely, simply worded. And by the time everybody's piled in and given their comments and added words, added sentences, added paragraphs, added jargon, added complexity, added caveats, it's not simple anymore. It's complicated. It's almost unreadable. It's enraging to the customer. But it goes out because the only way of getting it out is to get all of those people's signature on the sign-off document. Are these things resonating with you? Let's have a look at the three solutions that Dave has in his article to this problem of complexity. Number one, set clear quantitative goals. Now, this might seem like the bleeding obvious, but sit back and think for a moment. How many companies genuinely set simple goals? If you set simple goals, you've got something to measure success against. If you don't set any goals, then you just go off in different directions. You can't measure success. If you set simplicity as a goal and you have measures as you go along, then you can keep yourself on track. I want to remember a great analogy for this. A guy described this as somebody running a Michelin star restaurant. Now, as you know, in order to win a Michelin star, not only have you got to have great food, but you've got to have great processes and attention to detail. So your table will have to be set in a certain way and you can't deviate from that. You know, it's something ridiculous like the salt cellar has to be three and a half inches away from the main plate or something like that. Now, it's the job of the owner of that Michelin star restaurant to make sure that those standards are constantly being adhered to because they don't know when the Michelin star inspector is going to drop in and do the assessment. So they have to be perfect all the time. What we need in business is somebody who is similarly accountable for keeping things simple. Now, as the business grows, continuing the analogy, new chefs might arrive in the Michelin star restaurant. New staff may arrive. Now, they may think, well, actually, I prefer the salt cellar to be four inches to the right, or I actually prefer the salt cellar to be right over the other side of the table. But you can't do that because that is moving away from the thing that got you that star in the first place. Now, I know this is pedantic, but it's the way it works. Now, the owner of the restaurant will come back. No, no, I'm sorry. You might think the salt cellar should be over there, but actually it needs to be here because if that inspector comes in, these are the standards we're going to. Set those clear goals about simplicity and don't veer away from them and make sure that somebody very high up in the C-suite is also accountable for making sure that those simplicity goals are achieved. Secondly, you really need to sit down and look at your people, your processes, and your technology. Have a look at the hierarchy of your business. Have a look at the reporting lines. Could you create a flatter structure? Could you create something that doesn't create unnecessary work? Have a look at your processes again. Have you layered process on top of process, on top of process, which has created complexity? Can you simplify those processes? Could you even throw away legacy processes and create new ones? Now, I know the answer to that. Often the problem is you can't get rid of the legacy process because otherwise you can't process your business. That's why you layer the new process on top of the old. But is there a way to do away with the complexity of the old process and install a completely new one? It might need a significant investment, but long term, with more engaged customers, it might be the right investment to make. And the same goes with technology. Technology is moving so fast, but is layering one type of technology on top of another type of technology, just making your business more complicated. And finally, and this is the most important, slow down and listen to your customer. Now, I always say this in presentations on stage and in the book, Cats, Mats and Marketing Plans, marketing is a deep, almost obsessive understanding of the customer. You have to have a deep, almost obsessive understanding of the customer to understand what their needs are so that you can create products that meet those needs. And then how you can communicate how those products meet their needs with your marketing activity. If you have a deep, almost obsessive understanding of the customer, you'll know that they shy away from complexity. You'll know that they like simplicity. Listen to what they're saying. Listen to what they want. They will tell you how to create the simplicity that they crave. It's when we don't have that deep, almost obsessive understanding of the customer that we allow complexity to take over because we think they'll be fine with it. The reality is, as that survey said, 76% of people prefer simplicity. They'll look for brands that offer a simple experience and a simple product. Listen to what your customers are saying. And I really mean listen. Don't just hear what they say. Listen to what they say. Ask them emotional questions. How does this process make you feel? How does hanging on the phone for 30 minutes make you feel? How does this really complicated, frustrating website make you feel? Listen to what they say and start to reimagine your products, processes and service based upon those customer needs. Now, ironically, all of that just sounds so simple, doesn't it? But as I said right at the start, simple is hard. That's why so many things are complicated. But just sit back for a moment Have a think about the language you use in your business. Have a think about how that transfers through to your products, processes and service. Are there ways that you could simplify the language that you use? That's a good starting point. We don't have to do this all overnight. Starting with a language might be the way into simplifying the majority of your business. Because if you start with simple language, you can then start to think about simplifying the products, the processes, and the service. Ultimately, it's a great investment in the future of your business. Ultimately, it will make customers more engaged with you as a business. And the more engaged they are, the more likely they are to buy from you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Marketing and Finance Podcast. Another little rant about simplicity. Now, if you need help with your marketing, if you need help trying to simplify the words that you use and the products that you're offering, get in touch. This is what I do. I'm a marketing consultant. I actually sometimes call myself the marketing simplifier. I would love to talk to you about your business and how I could help you make it simple. Do get in touch at Roger underscore Edwards on Twitter or look up the website rogeredwards.co.uk. Thanks for listening to the Marketing and Finance podcast once again. I'll see you on the next episode. for listening to the marketing and finance podcast if you enjoyed the show please share it with your friends and colleagues and consider leaving me a review on itunes until the next episode keep marketing your business to keep growing your business